so so I bought a car. Um, oh, yeah. It's a it's a fancy grown up car. Um, it is so from beautiful. the future. It's from the from the future year twenty twenty two where there are no problems in the world anymore at all. And, wow! Um, Kat, don't say that. We live in the cars Kat, universe, and my car is the Prince of Cars Kat, in the cars you universe. Have literally, just outlined every single problem with the year twenty twenty two. Right in a single sentence. Yeah, um, like it's the cars universe. Yeah. It's the cars universe, and in the cars universe, my cars, my car is the prince of the cars. Um, and that's the kind of the car king. that I got. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> anyway. Um, this is not about that. This is not about that. So I had a fucking harrowing experience buying my car. Oh. Um, so first, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I went to four dealerships and none of them had cars. They just straight up had no cars on their lot. And that was a nightmare. And I finally Get out did, of here. We don't have those. That was literally, they were like, do you, they're like, well, we don't have anything you can drive today. But if you want to give us $500, then you can... Uh, test drive the car when we get it in eight weeks. And I mm. could not do that. Um, cause it's I, a great deal. <laughs> it was so after like Dawson trying to sell you a car, yeah, literally. Basically, basically, um, it's got that, that is going to get more true the farther into the story I get. Uh, so I, I finally find, find the car prince, the prince of cars, um, in the Hyundai dealership lot. And I'm never going to say what kind of car this is because I want everybody to imagine it to be the fanciest car possible. It's but beautiful. it is a Hyundai. Um, you just told us what kind of car it is. I didn't tell you what kind of Hyundai. Oh, I thought that was the joke. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so uh, I drive the car. It's beautiful. It, or rather, it's a car. I mean, it's it I looks like an anime boy. It does look it like does. an anime boy. It, does uh, it has like angry an eyebrows and everything. I love like I love my boy. car, but on the other hand, it is also it's a car. I don't really like. I'm not a cars person. Anyway. Um, it's already like over my and budget. Yet you choose to live in the cars universe where yeah. Mater is your king. <laughs> I'm not going to be alive by that point. In the year 2022, all humans have died and cars have taken over. <laughs> all right. That's- or is it like Evangelion and all of the humans have turned into cars? It might be that. But Ooh, like wait, Utena. Listen, okay, this is a diversion. But in the cars universe, they have references to By and Large, which is the company that poisoned the world in Wally. Yeah. So basically, oh, yeah. the timeline is By and Large poisons the world, the cars take over. Ooh, do you think in Wally at the end, when they go back to Earth, that the humans are going to have to fight yes. with the cars for dominance over the planet? Undoubtedly. 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 Anyway, back to my car buying experience. We, we negotiate the car price up front, and I'm like, this is over budget. And he's like, okay, well, I'll take money off. And I was like, okay, now it's still over budget, but I'll take it because nowhere else has cars and I need a car. Mm. Um, And then I go back to the finance office and I shit you fucking not. I walk into the finance office. The guy turns around in his chair and he goes, well, hello there. What? Wait, what? what? Hello, you're ready to buy a car? What? Is this real? This is real. This is the actual fucking voice he used. And I looked at him and I was like, yes. (laughs) <laughs> because I genuinely didn't know if that was his real voice and I was going to have to act like a serious adult <laughs> while this man tells me all of this stuff in a fucking cursed Mickey Mouse voice. What? And for the first five minutes of the conversation, I did, in fact, have to endure this. Wait, okay. so, so after, was not, after was which, what happened? a voice he for was, five minutes? For like five minutes. He starts uh, going through the finance paperwork what? in this fucking Mickey Mouse voice. And then and we that, get 
And then and then we get to the point. So I've like signed several things without like barely reading them. He just tells me what they are and <laughs> oh I sign them. Oh my god, I'm so worried about you right now. Because I have been at this process already for like five hours. Yes. I am so fucking... And then you met the devil and, and then I met the... just like blindly signed <laughs> your soul uh, away. Did, it's Steve Sinner. I fucking did. So um and then he gets to this point where he's like, and now we're gonna talk about like the maintenance plans and is like you don't need this really expensive one, and this is where he finally switches to his normal voice. And what? I'm like, oh my fucking god! You <laughs> thank God that is not your voice. Is that a sales tactic? I guess I don't fucking know. It was, but he's so he's like finally switches to his normal voice, and he's like, what? Um, "So your actual price of your car is in fact going to be one hundred and fifty dollars a month more than what the guy said." And I was like, "Well, that's not going to work." And he's like, "Well." You could not get these add-ons, but you will regret it. You will die, and you will owe us $10 million at the end of this uh, lease contract. And I was like, well, damn. Oh, it's a lease. Yeah, it's a lease. Um, So I, I cried. My dad came in and yelled at him. I cried more. And finally, we uh, got it down to a price that was workable i won't go into all the crying but there was a lot and the guy didn't have tissues in his office so i was just openly weeping dude cat this is the most fucked up thing i've ever heard well whilst you wept what voice did he use um he 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 thank god he did not switch back to the mickey mouse voice but he did in all of his because he basically kept being like well some i know there was some person who didn't get this extra coverage and then they got in an accident and they owed us $1,800. And if they had just gotten this protection and paid us $1,800 over the life of the lease, they wouldn't have owed us $1,800 all at once. And I was like, that's an insane example. Um, but those were the types oh, of examples he was giving. While simultaneously, while simultaneously telling me about how he's like, because like I started, I had a struggle with the insurance and stuff because I didn't have a car before this, so I didn't have car insurance, and I didn't know you needed car insurance to buy a car. Oh, you need that in place already, apparently. Yeah. Hot tip for all you young young people looking to buy cars now. Um, don't. <laughs> but, um. Like, so while I'm, like, trying to figure out this insurance stuff, he starts telling me about he, how he's like, yeah, I've got two cars insured through this person and a motorcycle and a boat. And I was like, and you're fucking arguing with me over the $10 extra a month that I don't want to pay for this bullshit thing? <laughs> and you're like, well, it's just $10 a month. It's just $10 a month for you, you son of a bitch who owns two <laughs> cars and a boat and a motorcycle. You can afford it, you son of a bitch. Uh, oh, so mad. my God. I got I just got all worked up thinking about this guy in his Kat, fucking Mickey I, Mouse voice again. I, okay, I have a theory, but anyone else have something they want to say first? I want to say that, Catherine, I know that you literally just bought a car, but the next time you decide to buy a car, please take me with you. Because <laughs> I am a world-class car salesman scammer. Oh. And I will, and I have, scammed car salesmen before. I oh love my that. god, Juniper. I went, yeah. I went with my dad, who is a, a bully to car salesman, and he kept just being like, well, I guess we'll just leave. And, and, then, they would, and then they'd go, wait, no, don't leave. That's oh its own God. tactic, but what really works in my experience is that you literally car sales the car salesman. Mm. And they think they're getting a great deal from you. <laughs> <laughs> and they aren't. Juniper, are you? And it you looks really nice. Dashing are you dashing Dawson? I might be. I am if you're a car salesman because I fucking hate car salesmen. Oh, my oh God. Man. Sorry to any car salesmen who are listening to this, but I'm, I'm also sorry that you work in a terrible industry yeah do you want to hear my fan theory tell me your fan theory okay so this mickey mouse voice guy <laughs> i think what it is right mm-hmm. is that he knows 
that like you can't get a car anywhere. Yeah. And so he can just do whatever, can do whatever he, he wants. Yes. Yes. No, no, yeah. That's exactly just, what was happening. It's just pure it hedonism. Is, He's like, is. I can talk to you. Like, I'm fucking Mickey Mouse if I want to. If it gives me a thrill. Exactly. That was, that was literally because the thing was, we kept saying, like, well, I guess we'll just walk away. And then he'd be like, where else are you going to buy a car? And I'd be like, you fucking got me there, dude. You're That's the only the thing, fucking though. dealership that has cars. Okay. It's like right now, it's bad to buy it's a car. A ter- if I it's didn't have bad. to buy a car, I would yeah. not have bought a car right yeah. now. All right. That guy was dashing Dawson. Juniper's Mr. Wendell. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And if you don't know that reference, listen to our bonus campaign. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's play D&D. And I am the driver of the car prince, the prince of cars. Um, and I'm your DM. Hi, I'm Noelle. I'm the driver of the car prince. No shit. The horse prince. <laughs> <laughs> Drive that prince. Oh the horse prince. prince of horses. Hi, um, I'm Juniper, and I am about to start the third impact. I just watched the new Evangelion movie last night, and it is literally all I can think about. I've been working really hard not to bring it up this entire time. You Thank have you. already brought it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the second time now. Anyways, uh, it, uh, it, Hannah? Hi. Hi. Hey, hey there, everybody. I'm Hannah, and I want you to come on down to my auto shack. And if you don't, I'm going to club this baby seal. And I... <laughs> and, uh... And I play Slake. Fuck. <laughs> you better do it. I'm crazy. I'll do it. These prices are so low, I gotta be out of my mind. <laughs> Hannah, you'd be a really good car Hannah, salesman. you would be a good Thank car you. salesman. Yeah. I would have a really hard time scamming you. I know. Because I'd just be, like, so into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, y'all... I barely remember what happened last time. We, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. We were in the Let stinky dwarf caves. We were in the stinky dwarf caves. They we aren't entered stinky. the dwarf no. caves. <laughs> we had to work to enter the. We had to work hard. There was a water <laughs> okay. oh, door. Yeah. Oh, okay. Strong Selly tried to kill us. Yes, 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 yes. Strong Selly tried to kill us again. Yeah. And and then. Um, Certainness tried to kill us. Yeah, then Certainness tried to kill oh, us. Oh, yeah. that was okay. Yeah. So, so oh, you, and I wanted to keep a piece of Certainness as a as a and they wouldn't memento, let you. And they wouldn't let me. Yeah, Sony was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, get out of here. Okay, and so then we went to. Cat, <laughs> yeah, we've we, got this. Cat, yeah, <laughs> this is so professional. Cat, we've Kat, got this. Cat, and then we went. Cat. Um, <laughs> no, then we went inside the caves, and then we went inside the. Well, cave. I guess yeah. we'll just go with that. <laughs> yes. Ruining the podcast. Good work, team. <laughs> you thought we didn't know. If you guys, uh, <laughs> listener, if you want to know what happened last time, I guess just listen to the last episode. <laughs> I mean, that was very concise. I yeah, mean, I think we really did a good job. You we were succinct. Brevity is the soul of wit. I, I know <laughs> true, bestie. You, you guys definitely named all of the events that happened in that episode. They were... It, the correct order. <laughs> they, were, they were in the correct order. They were extremely descriptive and um, evocative. Yes. Yeah. They were in the order at which you remembered them, um, if that's, you know. Which, which is, is the order they happened the in. The correct order, yeah. The temporal order. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, time is a flat circle anyway. It's true. All right, you guys. That's true. <laughs> so, so when you come to the end of the narrow passageway, you spill out 
from a crack in the rock into a quiet alleyway. There's the sound of a bustling market not far off, but your eye is drawn immediately upward to the patterns of iron filigree that are laced into the rock in achingly beautiful and complex patterns. Some of them form pictures like constellations of epic stories and heroic deeds or mythical creatures from deep inside the mountain. An iron track runs down the center of this street as well, though it appears to be of a more common metal. Something whips past you and a girl shrieks for you to get out of the road! You glimpse what it was that just nearly mowed you down and see two dwarves slow at the end of the alley before turning onto a busy street. It looks like they were on some sort of self-driving cart built for two. Oh, shit. When you inch out of the alley to look at the street, you see dozens of these contraptions navigating through the press of dwarves at high speeds. There's a lane in the center of the road where they zip by in both directions, and the lane ends at a sheer cliff, which they launch themselves off of, and the cart drops down on the magnetic rail. Then your eyes are drawn to the rest of the city, which makes Madria's Sea Cave Palace look like a grimy child's toy. Towering Damn. shit! <laughs> Towering spires line the streets, their windows made of colored glass that sparkles in the golden light of these caves. The ceilings are planted with mushrooms that glow a bright amber and make the whole city look bathed in a syrupy afternoon light. At the center of the city, there is a tower which reaches the ceiling of the cave and has a glowing beacon affixed to the top, which sheds the majority of the light here. While you watch, the beacon shifts from honey gold to the pinker shades of twilight, and all of the mushrooms follow suit. You wander down the street to the sheer drop-off that the cart went down, and you can peer over and see more of the city on the level below, with its own beacon tower shifting the colors of the mushrooms in the area. On this level, there are three gates heading into tunnels that go deeper into the mountain, which you can see up from your vantage point here. There's one decorated in sparkling reds, one in iridescent greens, and one in majestic golds. From up here, the carts that zip in and out of these tunnels look like matchboxes. What do you guys do? Um, I look all around and I'm like, yeah. this reminds me so much of Estra. <laughs> A weirdly underground Estra. <laughs> really? Estra was like this? I mean, it was like busy as hell, super yeah. compact. Lots of, like, flying vehicles. Tons of, like, lights and shit all over the place. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mary nods, and then she turns to Selny and signs, how how was all of this built without magic? And Selny looks a bit offended. (laughs) And she says, you don't need magic to make wonders. Besides, just because we don't use the magic of the gods doesn't mean we don't have our own equivalent. And Mary looks at the rest of you, like, did you, and she looks specifically at you, like, like, science, did you know this? Uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> what? Wait, what's the equivalent? Selene looks at you and then looks pointedly away. Oh, trade secret. <laughs> Creativity. Fossil fuels. <laughs> um, my, oh, my guess is a uh, uh, secret... A society of people who know how to build things really well and they keep it secret and everybody else thinks it's like magic, but it's not. And then they summon, I guess, Torva. What? I'm sorry, Hope. Friend. What? They all wear cloaks. 
And and then they summon Torvo? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Sally looks at you, Fran, and then like, just shakes her head. No, that's not it. It's not a cult? No, the well, cult no, is- Well, no, it is a cult. The cult is separate. It's unrelated. Oh, the cult is separate. <laughs> unrelated cultists. Yeah, okay, well, I can understand that. How do the, how do the carts go? Magnets. Uh, what? How do they work? Is a magnet. <laughs> I'm not a builder. I'm not the person to ask about this stuff. Nobody knows how magnets work. Oh my work. god, it's a mystery. They don't know. It's like some sort of miracle. It's like some kind of crazy magic. <laughs> magnet. Magnetic. Um Mary uh Mary elbows you, Fran, and she turns her body away so that uh Selny can't see her hands and signs. We need to find Swan Roxon. Yes. Yes. Do you just ask Selny? Yeah, do you think Selny knows? No, you guys. <laughs> what? What? He's, I don't, he don't want to blow his cover. Come on. Well, he's uh, secret. Okay. Um, Maybe. Ma- Mary signs we're going to have to ditch Selny. We have to either ditch Selny or ask her. I think we just earned Selny's trust. Yeah, I feel like we can ask her. And uh, you look over your shoulder to see that Selny is just standing and watching you guys with her arms crossed. Okay, okay. So I, after conferencing with the friendos, um, I gesture for Selny to get into our huddle. Yes. Selny stops one one step shy of your huddle. Our huddle we moves move. one step towards yes, Selny. We, move. we engulf her in the huddle. Yeah. <laughs> like an amoeba. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I say to Selny, so... Um, we happen to know that there's someone in this city who wants to help us work against Torva, and we need to find him. And suddenly looks at you, and she leans back a little bit, and uh, takes a deep breath, and says, So you're saying you sent a spy into my city? We didn't do, send him. No. Do we look like we're capable of sending a spy? Honestly, yeah, actually, that's really flattering <laughs> that you would even say that to us. I high five Corbin yeah, and Slake. Yeah, we all high five. In a three way high five. Yes. Yeah. And Mary. Mary doesn't join the she high five. She seems like she would be involved. Mary, yeah. Mary and looks. Technically, she was. Mary, Mary, like, puts her hands on her hips to, like, give herself a plausible reason to not be part of the high five. Uh. And uh, Selene notices and looks at Mary. Who shrugs? Sends, I mean, technically, I didn't send the spy. I made a vague sign that was interpreted in such a way that a spy was sent. <laughs> Mary. Oh my God, Mary. Crazy. Mary, queen Mary. of espionage. You're so on top of things. Oh my God. I was bored. I was stuck in the void. I was bored plans. Espionage. I turn to Selny and I'm like, she was bored. She was just <laughs> bored. Your Honor, I didn't want to just sit around doing nothing while I was trapped in. She didn't she want didn't to just sit, sit around. around doing nothing. <laughs> and then Selmy looks at Mary and says, "There's a lot to unpack here. I think it's better if I don't know as much. Look, ugh, I don't trust you letting you run around the city on your own. You didn't come with us, then. Yeah, be our tour guide. Oh, I hate that even more. Show us around." <laughs> Take us to the shops. Do you have a hungry boy? Yeah, you want to go to hungry boy. Hungry boy, hungry boy. You would show us all your favorite stuff, (gasps) like you know, like the cafes and the arm wrestling bars. Oh, the little knickknack shops. So you're just giving up on finding this guy? Well, we could do both. Yeah, we could just hit him on the way. 
I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> no, Selby, come no, on. No, you haven't. So you were just trying to cheer you up with a little bit of, of, of fun, fun levity. We do want to go to Hungry Boy if there is one here, though. Yeah, we do want to go find there. a friend first. Well, I mean, whichever comes first is fine. Honestly, if it's, it's on, on the way, if it's, it's on, on the way, way, it doesn't make it sense really to wait. It really doesn't make sense to wait because we'd have to double back. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we're just trying to use our time efficiently. Yeah. Selby <laughs> rolls her eyes and says, we don't have a hungry boy down here. There was one up in. Oh, there was one up in the city. We the saw surface. it. So sorry about that. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not really ready yet. Sorry, we don't have hungry boys down here. That's a surface thing. <laughs> well, you got one hungry boy. I elbow cord. <laughs> anyway, that being the case, I guess we're gonna go find. Uh, yeah, we need to find our man. Um, Mary, do you have any clues as to where he would be? Uh, Mary looks over at Selny and then looks at you guys, and then looks at Selny and then looks at you guys very pointedly. Uh, Selny, cover your ears. <laughs> no. Selny, it's, it's sensitive information. She's gonna meet him anyways. Maybe, unless she wants to, like, go. Like, I don't know if she, like, wants to go. If I don't she know. tries to go anywhere, I'll turn into a dolphin and sit on her again. <laughs> No, like maybe she wants to like do like do like split up, like you know like Brent, so. What are you saying? I even? just think that sometimes I just think sometimes people who are around us get tired if there's more than one of them, you know. And I think sometimes it's easier for those people if there's only one or even zero. Um, Sally looks at you, Fran, and then says, as much as I would love to have zero of you in my company, I'm not letting you out of my sight. And uh, Mary turns, like she's hiding her signing again and signs, I don't want her to know I'm a god, Corbin. Distract her. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I didn't know you were going to do something. Okay. Um... <laughs> Strong Selny, what is that? <laughs> Corbin points to a glowing mushroom on the ground. It's a mushroom. Can I eat that? No. Let's eat it. I'm going to eat it. I pull the mushroom. All right. So while you guys are doing all of this, <laughs> uh, Mary Mary sneaks. She slinks away a little bit. Corbin and Fran are like playing like monkey in the middle with the mushroom. Oh, Corbin, Corbin is like trying to bite it. Oh. He's catching it with his teeth. Yeah, Sully keeps like grabbing it before it gets to you, Corbin, yeah. and being like, he's, "No, no, no!" He's and I'm desperately trying to get it. Nice, like just like comically has their hands up <laughs> in like a "guess I'll die" kind of gesture, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Well, if only someone could do something. About this. <laughs> Mary comes back and she's wiping her hands off. And uh, oh shit, she killed somebody. She killed somebody. You definitely killed somebody. You truly don't know. You truly don't know what what Mary just did. Mm. Um, and uh, Mary. Takes uh, Slake aside, and Slake is the least involved in the antics. Mm-hmm. And uh, she signs, I know where he is. I don't know where where he is, is though. Oh, because we have no concept of where we are because we've never been here before? Yeah. Well, is it like a directional sense? Or do you know the name of the place? I know it looks like a dark corner of a dark room oh. where there's a small shrine to me set up. Oh, yeah, I guess that wouldn't be the kind of thing people would probably know about because it's supposed to be secret. Yeah. Uh, uh, I. Maybe- Corbin, why are you trying to eat that mushroom? <laughs> Corbin. Wait. How's it taste, Corbin? Does Corbin have the mushroom in his mouth? Sure. 
if you if just you say glowing so. drips. Okay. Yeah, he 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 eats it. He eats some of that mushroom. Corbin, make a constitution check. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew it was coming. A nine. <laughs> All right, Corbin. <laughs> so wait, oh, actually, shit. wait. Nothing happens to me. What does it taste like? Uh, it tastes like mushroom. Tastes like a mushroom. Oh. Uh, Something's <laughs> gonna happen to me down the line. I just know it. Selmy just shakes her head. And uh, Mary signs to her, what what happens if you eat the mushrooms? Selmy shrugs and says, yes, you'll find out. Cool. Seems <laughs> fine. Oh, this is so exciting. It's like a surprise box. Uh, but it's my body. <laughs> so, Mary, can you think of anything that maybe our contact might have, like a physical object or possession that we could, you know, maybe say that we were looking for to like a compass or something. Mary shrugs and signs, I don't know, shirt, pants? Shrine. Mary points and then points to somewhere else and then signs, I mean, not that there is any shrines to anything down here, I don't think. And looks deep, like directly at Selmy. I, I whisper to the compass, Shrine to the survivor. <laughs> the compass points toward the uh, lower level that you can see from he- your vantage point here. So I guess it's pointing north. Right away! <laughs> looks All like right. we found our bearings. And Selmy looks at this compass in your hands and shakes her head. <sighs> I don't like any part of this. <laughs> Come on, magic is cool. It's the same as whatever you got down here. It's just like different. No, it's not. I say wet blanket and then I point the compass at Selmy. <laughs> uh, Fran, the compass spins and points back at you. Oh! And then, and then you look behind you and you see a washing line lined up with a wet blanket on it. Oh, I nod, man. I nod. It got all of us. That compass is funny. Oh, I, love a, I love a sight gag. <laughs> Selmy sighs and she uh she looks down towards the lower level and shakes her head and says fine i'll go get us a cart you four (gasps) stay right here we're gonna ride in a cart (laughs) we will be in this exact spot don't worry not move at all Listener, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Um, hey, welcome to the midroll. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the episode. Um, I hope you're enjoying your week. Thank you for your patience. Um, you know, we're coming out a little, little late this week. Uh, but you know, life is life and um, things are happening and sometimes you have to do a midweek recording and it kills your body and spirit and soul and all of your friends, but then you get takeout and, you know, it's fine. Um, so in, um, uh, thanks for being patient. And also I uh, want to thank the people, the people that I want to thank. Um, let's start by uh, thanking the podcast reviewers, the people who review the podcast um, the centurions who hold the gates of our podcast against all evil and 
uh, the bannermen who spread our good word out among the populace uh, so that the peasants come to us for their bread and butter um, and laughter. Uh, so thank you. That is thank you to Jewel72 Obawawa 36D Gamer Orestes Nuts Tired Scientist Hanar Hanner? Hanar I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect. Tired Scientist Hanner, uh, Cactus Boy Bucky, Person Dude Guy, yup, yup, yup. Uh, thank you all so much for reviewing this beautiful podcast that we make uh, for you all. Uh, really helps us out, helps us uh, get the word out, helps us give more peasants bread in a metaphorical sense, the bread of laughter. The peasants of joy. I, I've lost the plot. I've lost the metaphor, but thank you so much um, for reviewing. And if you have not left us a review, or if you want to do uh, a spicy little double review, uh, we really appreciate it. We super love it, and we love you, and we also love our patrons. Thank you so much to everybody who's donated to our Patreon. Uh, super duper appreciate it. Thank you so much for everything you guys do to keep the lights on here at Dames HQ. Uh, you guys keep us going all the time. Um, so thank you so much to Nate, Liath, Lane, Chris, Rachel, Wixia, Grizzbiz, and Jay. Uh, thank you guys so much for donating. We love you. We love you. We love you. Um, and hey, you know who else we love? It's our network. Let's hear what they're up to. Welcome to Eberron. A land we fought so desperately for. Now a land torn and scarred by war. Where our paths can never leave us, but we forge a new path. Where opportunities are everywhere, yeah, for those of the guy to take them. Where we find a new family while hunting down monsters. This is the Morning Blues. A D&D 5e actual play game released every other Thursday on Beholder to No One. Join our DM Adam as he runs Virik, Jody, Rem, and Mika through their bounties and exploration. Boy, love the network. Love everything they're doing. Sounds very fun, and you should definitely check it out. Uh, now I have a message for Chantel. Chantel. I hope you're enjoying this autumn. It is the spooky season. It is upon us. Um, I hope that the skeleton war does not break your soul. Um, and I'm sorry to do this, but it is time once again. Uh, Chantel, the code word is... Bambi Quartz. Sleeper agent is active. Go! So Selly comes back uh, to you guys and motions for you to come with her. She takes you to a ground floor shop a few blocks away where there's a line of carts standing under an archway and a bored looking attendant hands each of you a pair of goggles. They're a little bit damp. Uh, Selly produces her own pair from inside her jacket and puts them on and then hops into the driver's seat of the cart at the front of the line. Uh, Selly, what are these for? 
So you don't get anything in your eyes? Corbin puts his goggles on over his, um... Over his face? Titas. <laughs> his what? And the award for weirdest <laughs> fucking delivery I've ever heard in my entire life. His what? Titas. His hungos. Fucking fuck delete you, that. This fuck is you. not going in the podcast, right? Like, this is not going it's in the podcast? Bunkers. We're not. <laughs> it's going in the podcast. It's not. <laughs> so, Corbin puts them over his tits. Uh, <laughs> You're going to be arrested. And they snap apart and immediately break. <laughs> yeah, they oh, probably Selny, I, I assume you sort of like put them up over, yeah, over the Yeah, I like boobs. tuck the top into my little shirt. Yeah, and Selny is What? Like, <laughs> Sally just looks at you and goes, yeah, you're going to regret that. And I put on my goggles normally. <laughs> I put mine on my eyeballs. <laughs> uh, Mary also puts on hers. Uh, what? So there's front seat. But does and- she put them on her tatas? <laughs> no. Or her eyes? She or puts her back of people need to know. Uh, actually, she has hers like up on her forehead for now. Oh, she looks cool like an anime. Yeah, she looks cool like an anime. She looks like a Digimon man. Yeah, she looks like a Digimon man. Um, And uh, so there are, there's like a car, driver's seat, passenger seat, bench seat in the back for three. Who's sitting where? Sitting in the front seat, kicking in the back seat. Yeah, are you sitting in the front seat, kicking in the back seat? I gotta make my mind up. Gotta make my mind up. Which seat can I take? Okay, which one of you is gonna be sitting in the front seat? I think I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna. Fran jumps, flies into the front seat. I'm kicking in the back seat. Okay. I sit in the middle seat. All right. So then, so then, (laughs) where does Mary seat? Where's Mary? I guess Mary's behind Selny then, behind the driver's seat. And Fran leans over to Selny and she's like, I'm sitting in the front because I'm kind of the leader of this group. Selny looks at you and she goes, sure you are. Corbin leans up to Selny and says, I'm sitting in the middle because I'm kind of like the peanut butter and jelly that keeps this family sandwich together. <laughs> Ew. Any other metaphors? No, I just, I just decided to sit, sit somewhere and it signifies nothing. Being the leader is not a metaphor, Selny. <laughs> All right, here we go. And uh, she salutes the attendant, and the cart moves out from under the archway. The track leads to a center rail that goes down this street, and Selny waits for a break in the traffic before throwing a lever in the cart and engaging the mechanisms that cause the cart to go. And it go. It go fast. The cart zips into traffic and travels at blurring speed, navigating through the city. You watch as city blocks slide by. The gates of Harad, which you saw hours ago from the other side, slides into your view. From inside the Dwarven stronghold, you see the heavy fortifications that they have built against the intruders, which keep the shuttering doors closed. The soldiers here look bored, and business goes on around them as usual. Then the cart track slings around, and you reach the edge of a cliff, and the cart barrels off it without even slowing. My titles! <laughs> Corbin, uh, can you please play me a constitution save? Yes. Love I'm that you sure. yell about your titans when they're the only part of you that's protected. <laughs> the goggles do not, they do nothing. That is a 21. A 21. You somehow, uh, even at the blurring speeds, you keep your eyes open. and they, I don't have eyes afterwards. 
Uh, you you do, however, cry profusely. Yeah, I do. It's my tatas. <laughs> <laughs> so exposed. As your tatas are exposed to this rushing air. I am horrified. Uh, so you plummet almost straight down. Below you, there is only a yawning blackness and distant lights of, from the lowest tiers of the city. And then the track levels out and you shoot forward onto the second tier of the city, where the mushroom lights are just now finishing their shift to the sunset pinks of the upper tier. The buildings here are taller and more adorned than those of the tier above. The architectural styles are united only by the materials used, and very widely in ornamentation and color. Some have wide balconies where dwarves sit on cushioned stools to chat, while others are tight and narrow with small windows made of multicolored glass. There are shops, cafes, restaurants on the ground floors, with outdoor tables and clear umbrellas that refract the light into rainbow patterns on the diners below. You whiz past a corner grocery, an apothecary, a trendy-looking gift store, a tailor, all the things you could ever hope to find in a bustling metropolis. From from where I am clinging to Selny's head, I say, <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> and uh, Selny sort of like, pries you off of her and uh, calls back to you. It's the residential district. And uh, then Selny hits a lever on the cart to change tracks when you reach an intersection. And she, it seems like she knows exactly where she's going, though she has not shared that information with you. Uh, can you guys make a perception check for me? Oh, boy. I got a 19. Nice. 13. Okay. I got a 9. <laughs> okay. Uh, Slake, you are too dazzled by these beautiful caves. Fran, you are too busy clinging to Selmy. Mm-hmm. See, now, mm-hmm. the real situation that's happening here is that they goggles are dirty. <laughs> And my genius ass, who is not wearing the goggles, has crystal clear vision. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so, pr- with the perception, 15. Corbin, uh, you spot a group of dwarves in gray who lead another dwarf in plain brown work clothes roughly by the arms, which you see are bound in front of him. You're moving too fast to get a clear look at him, but Mary grabs your arm and signs, Swan! Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, and Corbin, you also, with a 19, you see something else. You don't get a very clear look at it, but you do see a brief glimpse of a taller figure with the group. With black hair and olive gold skin, it almost looks like Phelan, but the crowd shifts and you lose sight of them. Um, so, Cat, uh, is this like, are we uh, suspended above this? No, you just kind of like drove past it. <laughs> uh, may I leave the cart? Uh, you can, you sure can try. I can't stop you. I'm going to say, Selny, stop the car. I saw Swan Roxon. He's in trouble. Selny, uh, cranes around very quickly, but has to keep her eyes on the road. And she says, can't just stop in the middle of the road. Okay, then I jump out of the cart. Corbin! All right, please make me an athletics check. That's a natural 20. All right, um, you are still going to take damage, but you will take half damage. That's fair, fuck yes. Because you just basically jumped out of a moving car. No, I know, I know. Corbin doesn't think about that. Do a barrel roll. Yeah, I try to do a barrel roll. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you are just going to take five damage. Because you, thank God, you got half damage on that. Um, So you you just jump out the back of the cart (laughs) and uh, roll as you hit the ground manage to not get hit by any of the other carts whizzing down the tracks <laughs> as you uh, bounce and roll to the side of the street and also sort of like skitter as you land in the cent- center of the road 
and uh, skitter on all fours to the side of the street. <sighs> Corbin! Wait, okay, wait, hold on. I have to, okay. I look at, I look at Selny and I say, I told him to do that. <laughs> the, the goggles protected your tatas. What tatas? Uh, but They're still there now because I had those goggles on. Tatas. Uh, but they did. Yeah, just pronounced tatas, cat. Uh, sorry, they they protected your tatas. Um, <laughs> however, you did uh, get sand in your eyes. Cat, uh, I would like to ch- take off after the figures. All right, you run after the figures and they spot you. Immediately, uh, I'm sure. Yes, immediately, as you fucking jumped out of a car <laughs> and uh, started sprinting towards them, they start shoving Swan into a cart, and it's a group of four dwarves. One of them is already in the driver's seat. Uh, the one who has just pushed Swan in slams the door, and the woman takes off into traffic. The other three begin to advance on you, Corbin. And the tall person. Oh, they're gone. Where do they go? Do you want to, you can um, make a perception check? Yeah, I would like to do that. I've been having good rolls, so I'm really scared. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Corbin, it's your day. It's my day, you guys. Oh my God. 19. You are genuinely not sure if you actually saw them. What? Does what? Mean? Holy shit! You get you get the strong like you know you saw them like you if you think back and you play back the memory in your head you're like I definitely saw someone mm-hmm. but you feel a deep uncertainty that you actually saw what you think you saw oh. like you've forgotten fake Phelan oh, fake Phelan Rep- like maybe your eyes are betraying Rep- Rep- you Replicate Rep- 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 okay uh, so the dwarves are advancing upon me mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um I run at them and I there's sand in my eyes, so I must be already crying. And I say, <laughs> Someone, someone took my little sister! You have to help me, please! They went this way! Um and uh actually friend, what's your spell safety see? 17. They narrow their eyes at you, Corbin, and they start advancing with uh greater urgency, and one of them grabs your arm and looks back at the others and nods and then the others grab for you. Uh, will you please let's make a strength contest to grapple. Okay. And my luck has run out. Is Corbin about to be captured? <laughs> I did not plan that! <laughs> strength you said, so that is a four. So I probably won, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'm... I love that energy. (laughs) I'm so sorry, Corbin. No, they rolled a 15. Um, So they immediately grab you. They seize both your arms and they look at each other and they go, they just, they're just nodding silently at each other. Um, And you notice up close, there's something about these dwarves. It just gives you the creeps. Creepy Uh, dwarves. And (laughs) Repliku. There's like a light behind their eyes that does not feel natural or good and uh they've got a very strong grip on you and uh that's where we're gonna leave you so (laughs) fran and slake you guys have just witnessed this (laughs) the cart is like still Still whizzing by right our from our view you've jumped out of the car barrel rolled seemed to be completely 
unaffected. You're crying. You run towards them and they immediately just jump on you. I also did say, too, I said I think Swan Roxon's down there. Do you know why I jumped? You do. Is But he's in a different cart. Well, it's I, time for a cart chase. I tried to get to him. You did. You did. You just failed. Uh, Selny, stop. Can you stop the cart? Uh, Selny looks back and goes, not for a Another minute or two. I don't think you should stop the cart, Sally. Corbin will be fine. <laughs> Fran, I mean, should we? Mary grabs your arm slake and points back towards the cart that Swan has been manhandled into. And uh, she signs, Swan, there! Corbin, there! <laughs> I say and I point. Corbin gives a thumbs up. <laughs> He's good. We have, a, we have a man on the inside now, Slake. It's just like we planned. Mary signs, how many times has Corbin been captured? And how many times has he been just fine? Slake, like, looks around like they're having a an in, big I moral dilemma. I desperately hope that this is the one time Corbin gets horribly tortured. <laughs> no! Slake's jumping out of the car. No! <laughs> oh, good. Do you want to know what I roll? What I roll? Oh boy, I rolled a nine. You're gonna take, uh, luckily I rolled very badly that time. So you're only gonna take four damage. Cool. You but know, you do you're strong. sturdy. And yeah. you know what? So you like roll fine. Cause you're like, you're stronger and better at doing shit like that than Corbin. And then you stand up and there is a cart like barreling directly <laughs> towards you. And uh, you, you dive out of the way, but it does clip you on the way back. And you're, you are gonna take another three points of damage for that. Cool. So, Fran uh, drops her face into her hands. <laughs> and uh, Sally looks over at you, Fran, and goes, all according to plan, right? You know Slake's a wild card. You know that. <laughs> um, all right. So, Slake, we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> Selny looks back to where Mary is pointing towards the cart that uh, Swan was manhandled into. And she throws a lever to shift onto an adjacent cart track and follow along their path. She looks ahead and then turns to you, Fran, and points. That green tunnel up ahead, that's where they're headed. If we get to them before they get through that tunnel, we'll probably be able to get your friend, but if they get to that tunnel first, then we're not going to be able to catch them. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll get you in striking range. You work it out from there. Okay. <laughs> Mary, uh, Mary grabs your shoulder, Fran, and she gives you a very shaky thumbs up. <laughs> and just to remind you guys, while you are in the Dwarven City, you are under the effects of the Cold Iron Shield, and you have to take two spell slots for each spell. So that's just a, a brief reminder of the fun of being in the Dwarf Caves Ugh. in Esudel. Fran, that's your situation. Slake, Corbin is being manhandled towards another cart that has pulled up on the side of the street. What are you going to do? I look at Corbin and I hold up my arm like a falconer and I <laughs> and I yell to me. <laughs> uh, so Corbin uh, sees this and there is like a deep pull <laughs> in his boob window. His boob window. He in, feels his in his tatas and he feels the call. This will be your only wild shape until you take a long rest. Okay. Because again, two yes, for one. Two for one. Or one for two, rather. One for two. Yeah. He turns into a crow. All right. We are going to do another uh, contest, but I don't feel like a strength contest is quite fair 
He's just trying to get away really fast and yeah, like, surprise yeah. them. So. so we're gonna do a dexterity contest. What? 14? That's not that bad. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Uh, it is, in fact, exactly the same, and I don't know who meets or beats. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. Here's how we're gonna resolve this. Corbin, you have escaped their grasp, but they reach out for you and uh, they see where you are going and they see Slake and uh, they start chasing after Slake too. So what I would like to do once Corbin lands on my arm Mm -hmm. is I would like to grab onto a moving cart and I want to do like a fucking cart chase. That's fucking great. Okay, um, yeah, let's Roll dexterity. I'll say athletics. All right. Roll me up. You're very athletic. You're very athletic. Okay. Twelve. <laughs> I don't think twelve's gonna do it for you, Slake. I'm I'm real sorry. That's very cool. But um, you reach you out. Just get hit by another car. <laughs> you, you reach out to grab the side of a car, and you absolutely misjudge its speed, and your hand just gets smacked by this thing, and you are gonna take three damage. Oh God. All right. I. I pull back my hand and I go, I'll get the next one. <laughs> and uh, Corbin, by this time you have you have landed on Slake's arm. Yeah. And I'm ready to take off again and abandon them though. That's valid. <laughs> uh, three dwarves are advancing on you, Slake. I guess we're gonna have to roll initiative. Ooh, they didn't do good. Alright, so for initiative. Jesus, they melted so fucking bad. Okay. Uh, I got uh, 14. 11. Okay, so uh, it's like you go first. Okay, cool. I have like action surge and stuff. I'm thinking I do just want to try and hook my way onto another cart. Okay. Um, And I want to, I think, maybe try and use my picks this time. All right. I'm going to give you a plus two if you use your picks. Okay, cool. Sweet. And then I don't know, do they get like an attack of opportunity when I do this? They or? will. They okay, will cool, get an attack cool, cool. of opportunity because you are moving out of there. 14. And with your plus two, that's 16. 16? Uh, you know... Yes, but you do not do it good. Yeah, it's not cool, yeah. and it doesn't. No one thinks it's cool. And well, no one... people think it's cool, but your pick is not very firmly wedged in there. Oh no! So you are you are zipped away from there with Corbin on my with, forearm. Yeah. Corbin on your I... forearm. They are going to get an attack of opportunity okay. on you. Yeah, um, at least number. I'll say one. Number one is. Um, he's the closest to you, and he's going to do two. Uh, miss wildly, and now it is his turn. Um, and he is going to take out from under his gray robes a crossbow gun very similar to what Selmy had. Uh-oh. And it glows with a blue light. And that's a lot better. Uh, does a 21 hit your armor class? Uh, it does indeed. Yeah, I thought it might. So he is going to uh, shoot his crossbow gun at your hand. Which hand? <laughs> Not the Corbin hand, surely. Uh, no, he's going to shoot it at your... Um, Holding onto the cart hand. Oh, the pick on. hand. Yeah, so he's going to shoot at your holding onto the pick hand. I don't like that. Um, and we're going to do... Oh, shit. He oh. he hit you pretty hard. And uh, that's 18 points of damage. Ugh. Um, To the hand? <laughs> right to, I'm gonna, you, I don't think Slake has a hand anymore. Make a uh, constitution saving throw to continue to hold on. Oh, I've never I'm, been more nervous. My constitution is, oh, thank God, it's seven. So that means that's a 19. Okay, you managed Whoa. to hold on. Whoa. <laughs> is there anybody in this cart? Uh, yeah, a dwarf with uh, her hair and beard are dyed like bubblegum pink. 
in up in like little space buns on her head. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> random NPC, your favorite person. <laughs> uh, and she like leans over the back of the cart and goes, "What are you doing?" Uh, sorry, friendo. Um, just uh, a bit of an incident back there. Is that a bird? Corbin, uh, Corbin jumps off of Slake's hand and turns back into a boy in the cart and helps Slake. Uh, so as you do this, Corbin. You turn into a person and everybody freaks the fuck out. Um, the the cart that you're in, uh, the driver, who is uh, a man with uh, dyed green hair, he throws an emergency brake and the uh, cart comes to a screeching halt. And the pink-haired dwarf and the green-haired dwarf immediately bail. Oh, okay. Well, then oh. Corbin just takes off the emergency brake. Nice. Um, and they are—they are screaming, and you hear a siren after you. That's fine. I pull Slake into the cart. <laughs> All right. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> um, so we are gonna come back to Slake and Corbin. Fran, you've got to stop this other cart with Swan in it. Yes. We. What? What are? What are our surroundings right now? You are on the equivalent of 35W. Okay. <laughs> got it. Big freeway. Um, yes. And there's lots of cars around. Yep. You are heading towards the uh, the split that goes towards the three different tunnels. Mm-hmm. So there's two cart tracks going to the red tunnel, two going to the green, and two going to the gold. Mm-hmm. Um, Selmy has you on the parallel track uh, to the green tunnel with uh, Swan Roxon's cart. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is able to get you close enough that you could, uh, you are in range to do something. I think, okay, so first of all, I want to cast an illusion of a huge fire behind their cart oh. so that the people behind them stop. Oh, okay, all right, very cool, very cool. And then I want to cast Ice Spear into the um, the track in front of their cart mm-hmm. so that it destroys the track and stops them. All right, um, why don't you roll me an- Actually, the fire I want across my lane too. Okay, <laughs> you've, got, you've got fire. Over both lanes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bringing so, us into a no magic zone, expecting us to not immediately start Well, using I that. do not have any other... <laughs> I yeah, don't have any other abilities. The other avenues jumped out of the car. <laughs> okay. Um, so you cast Ice Spirit. Will you actually please roll the hit? It's a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Well, then I'm going to do a dexterity saving throw the... For the driver, For maybe? the driver to see if they can get past the, the point that you are throwing the spear at. Okay. They did bad. <laughs> that's, Good. that's not going to do it. All right. So uh, the spike of ice crashes into the track in front of this cart, and uh, it stops the cart. It does not stop the momentum of the people inside the cart. Oh, Seatbelts don't exist here. Oh, I slapped really, Mary on the shoulder. They really should exist. <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> I'm not to blame. <laughs> so Swan Roxon goes flying uh, out of the cart, um, and he rolls. And you can see he is still, like, conscious as he hits the ground um, and has enough consciousness to roll and absorb his own impact. And then, Fran, your cart starts slowing down. Mary takes advantage of this to jump out of the cart and run to Swan Roxon and begin healing him immediately. But Selny slams the front of the cart with the palm of her hand and then looks over at you, Fran, and goes, 
Subtlety. Do you even know what that word means? You didn't say anything about subtlety! Well, I didn't think <laughs> I had to. And uh, as you guys are shouting, Corbin and Slake, your cart is also coming to a stop. As all of the carts are coming to a stop. Mm-hmm. Except for one with sirens and flashing lights that pulls up behind Fran, Mary, Selny, and Swan Roxon. I can't believe you fucking put, like, exit 17B into the fantasy world. Yeah, absolutely the worst exit of all time. Yeah, I know. Listen, I know. Exit 17B is the big bad of the (laughs) game. Fuck you, exit 17B. (laughs) 